everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.com. We will talk more about the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But as always, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez. Thank you for joining the show. And hey, remember, throughout the entire offseason, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Not only do we have you covered with the latest news, but also interesting analysis, breakdowns, and all. For example, look at the screen, and you have three different Michael Gallup articles, so make sure that you check out uh, adcsports.com slash Dallas. This week, I will have one uh, that was, it's been interesting putting it together. I talked with Chris Nagar's agent, the only kicker right now on the Cowboys roster, and hey, great insight. It was a great talk with his agent, and I'm not going to lie, low-key excited about watching him compete for the vacancy that Greg Sorlein left with the Cowboys for the starting kicker position. So that article will be up there uh, sometime this week, and we will surely discuss it on primetime as well. But definitely uh, some good stuff over there on the site. What is up, Bruce, Ryan, uh, Bailey, Stephen Arthur, all of you guys, thank you for being on tonight's show. We need to talk about what happened today because just a few hours ago, it was reported that the Cowboys had signed the Marcus Lawrence to a new three-year contract. Now, a lot of people will think that this is a pay cut, that the Cowboys got the Marcus Lawrence to accept a pay cut. I'm not sure that it is, and we will discuss that on tonight's show. But first, the question is, how would you grade right now the Cowboys, oh, I'm using the wrong graphic here. And then you, you kind of got a sneak peek at my Canelo frame over here in the studio. Well, let's let's take a look at the deal that was reported on. It's a three-year deal for the Marcus Lawrence. Total $40 million, $30 million of which are fully guaranteed. And what's the big deal about this contract that the Cowboys got? The Marcus Lawrence $27 million caps cap hit to drop all the way down to 14 million. So the Cowboys are saving 13 million in the salary cap, which is definitely a big deal. And they're locking up D-Law for the long run because that was not the case before. So the question is, how would you grade the Cowboys move with D-Law? How would you grade this latest uh, Cowboys contract with the Marcus Lawrence. Now, while you give me your answers, your grades more specifically, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.com because the ride of the week, and it's an exciting one because it's not, it's not the ride of the week because, you know, it's a new 2022 model. No, no, no. This is the first ever Mazda CX-50, so definitely exciting. It's only available for pre-order. Inventory is expected soon over at freemanmazda.net. It's a spacious, wide stance SUV built for the outdoors with off-road drive modes. It comes with a sunroof, roof rails, and it's got the technology that a lot of people have been talking about, drive select. And it's got the same tech features available in other 2022 
model. So the first ever Mazda CX-50, and you can find out all of the details over at freemanmazda.net and sign up for the latest updates. So make sure that you check that out. Now, let's see some of your grades here in the show. Uh, Stephen Arthur, who is new to the show, by the way. So welcome, Stephen. We are here every Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. Stephen Arthur straight up says that it's a, an, an A. Uh, Samuel Rose says A+. Plus. Ryan Doyle, grade A. Uh, burner account. Believe it or not, A. Nice job, Stephen. I mean it. Hey, someone screenshot that because I never thought that burner account, whose name is Michael, was going to ever say that. Uh, B says, uh, for Kenneth Fraser says, B, shout out to Christian Roberts. Thank you for being here. T. Sila goes with an A+. Very smart move. Uh, the lowest answer that we've gotten so far is from Chuck, who says, it's a C+. I really don't care about the move if they don't sign Wagner and Gregory. This doesn't matter. All right. So, more than anything, we are getting positive answers. And I will give this an A+. I absolutely love this move by the Cowboys. Because some people will say that this is a pay cut for the Marcus Lawrence. And I don't agree with it, even though he might technically be earning less money. But number one, you're not going to get rid of the Marcus Lawrence. And that in itself is a major win. To this day... He's still one of the best defenders in football, even though he's earned some weird kind of unexpected hate from Cowboys Nation. But the truth is that Lawrence is still one of the best defensive ends. And not only when rushing the passer, but he's also one of the best run defending defensive ends in the league. He will still draw double teams. If you pair him with Michael Parsons like the Cowboys did in 2021, and when I say pair him, I mean literally rushing the passer from the same side, you are getting a lethal combination. And after the Cowboys asked Lawrence to accept a pay cut, I was feeling kind of low, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I was not in love with the move because I thought that we were risking Losing the Marcus Lawrence for the 2022 season and beyond. Uh, someone said, I believe that he said $13 million. Yeah, so the contract details for Lawrence are, this is a three-year deal, $40 million contract. So that would put the average uh, value per year at $13.3 million. Important detail is that most of it is fully guaranteed, $30 million specifically. And it sounds like 2022 will be fully guaranteed for sure because uh, reports out there indicate that Lawrence is going to be the first defensive player in football history, in NFL history, to have seven consecutive years fully guaranteed on his deals. So the, the thing here is that Lawrence is also securing his future. D-Law was maybe going to make more with his original salaries for 2022 and 2023. But the reason why we've been talking about maybe getting rid of Lawrence, because maybe that would be an interesting way of opening up plenty of cap space. The reason why that was even a conversation was because the Cowboys were done paying 
Demarcus Lawrence, he's guaranteed money. And this is the picture uh, from overthecap.com in which you can see the Lawrence contract details. 2022, he had a base salary of $19 million. And in 2023, that went up to $21 million in salary. Look at the guaranteed portion of it. And what you will see there are two big, old, and round zeros. That's why the Cowboys would have been able to open up $8 million in the salary cap if they released him or traded him. And if they had released him in 2023, the Cowboys would have saved $18 million. The 2024 year in his former contract voided. Now he is signed through 2024. So one more year for Lawrence in Dallas. But that was far from a guarantee for D-Law. He didn't really know that he was going to make that money. So such is the case that we were already having the conversation about his him being a potential cap casualty for the Cowboys this season. So clearly, Lawrence stands as a winner in this whole deal. Now he knows for sure that he has a place in Dallas in the future. And according to multiple reporters, he never wanted to leave Dallas. So that's also good to hear. So maybe... Maybe you could look at his numbers and say he's kind of taking a pay cut, but he really is not because we didn't know. And, and more important than not, he didn't know himself if he was going to make that money at all. So big deal for the Cowboys and also big deal for DeMarcus Lawrence. I think this is an A-plus move from them. Uh, shout out to Chris Divers, big fan of the show. Here on Facebook. I really appreciate it. Hope that you uh, smash that like button, Chris. Tisila says, I wonder if Randy Gregory's deal will look something like this, except for more years. Could happen. And we will talk about Gregory in just a few moments here. Uh, Ryan Doyle says, 105 million to 30 million. Okay, didn't give back, says Ryan Doyle. Now, the former contract by, by Lawrence that we just took a look at included a signing bonus of $25 million and I think $48 million were, yeah, $48 million were fully guaranteed for Lawrence when he signed it back in, what was it, uh, 2019, and it was a five-year contract. The fact that the signing bonus was so large and the fully guaranteed money was also so large is what allowed the Cowboys to make the move that they made today. So good stuff, definitely. And more than anything, Cowboys Nation will be able to rest easy knowing that Lawrence will be back for the Cowboys in 2022. And I kind of cannot believe that it, it was put in doubt a few moments ago, a few months ago or weeks ago or days ago, whatever you want to call it. So let's take a look at some of your comments. I agree with Wendell. He says, D-Law was very smart on this deal. Lower salary, but totally guaranteed. If I'm a player, that's what you want. And we kind of forget about this sometimes, looking, from, looking at it from the outside. We kind of think the higher the number is, the better. But it's also about guarantees. It's also about long-term security and knowing what your future looks like. And right now, before today's deal, Lawrence didn't really know what that was. 
Uh, Reggie Bowser says, I would let Gregory go and get Wagner and a top safety. I wonder, I wonder if that's something that Cowboys Nation would agree on. Like if you were asked, what do you prefer, having uh, Gregory go or not? That, that, that's an interesting uh, question there from Reggie. I know that he, Reggie, you're not, do, uh, you know, saying it as a question, but I wonder how Cowboys Nation feels about that whole thing. Uh, Burner account says, Mo, did you see how much Kirk Cousins got? Dallas nailed the Michael Gallup contract and D-Law. Oh, no, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Burner account is not talking about uh, Kirk Cousins. He's talking about Chris and Kirk. The Jaguars have been spending big money. I don't really hate the Christian Kirk contract. I know that a lot of people have uh, hated it somewhat. But here's the thing, and I think Dan Grisiano just tweeted this out one hour ago, and I will read it word by word. Dan Grisiano tweeted out, So for all the hype, Christian Kirk's deal with Jacksonville is really two years, $37 million. So yeah, it's a high salary, but for the first two years, it's only 18.5. All guaranteed, and they can cut him after 2023 without owing him any more money. So, you know, the Christian Kirk deal is getting a lot of hit on social media, uh, the one that the Jaguars signed. But then again, you're talking about all of the numbers, but I think those are the ones that matter the most. It's essentially, two-year deal for $37 million. Still, it's a higher number than what Michael Gallup got from the Cowboys. But I think that it makes sense for the Jaguars. I, I kind of like uh, the contract once that you take a look at, that, at, those, at those numbers. That could be a steal for the, the Jaguars, actually, if it works out for them. But it's a risk. It's definitely a risk. Uh, let's see. Primetime Phil says, I would agree. Uh, Gregory can do him. The fact that this team has stood by his side as he got suspended each year, except for his contract year, says a lot too. Yeah, so actually on a related note, because Bailey is also bringing up the big names, Wagner, Armstrong, and Kears over Gregory works for me. In a, on a similar note, oh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse deserves a shout out here before we get into what's next. First, watching you live, says Jesse. I usually hear you on Spotify. Can I get a little shout out? Shout out to Jesse, and not only that, but also all of the podcast audience for ADC Sports uh, Dallas. You can listen to it on Spotify, on iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. It's a great platform, and you can catch both my show and Sky's morning show over there on that platform if you ever miss it live. I'm a huge podcast consumer. So I appreciate all of the people that listen to the podcast version of it. And sometimes they miss the graphics and stuff, but that's why I always kind of over-describe all of which I can over-describe. So thank you to Jesse for, for catching the podcast. Uh, anyways, let's move on to what's next, because that is what Cowboys Nation right now is asking. All right, the Cowboys have opened up cap space and they can do some stuff in 2022, will they get Bobby Wagner? Will they get an outside free agent to solve some of the team needs that right now, as things stand today, seems like the Cowboys need a wide receiver tree. It seems like they need a left guard, a linebacker, 
and things like that. The needs that you already know, likely. I honestly think that what is next doesn't really have a lot to do with the outside free market, like the free agent market. And I think I'm a pessimist in this conversation, but I don't think that really includes, uh, excuse me, that I don't really think that the Cowboys plans seriously include uh, Bobby Wagner. And the reason why is that I still believe that a lot of teams will be interested in in being involved in a bidding war. And you guys know that bidding wars will always scare the Cowboys front office away. So maybe I'm being a little bit of a pessimist here, and I, but I would be surprised if the Cowboys end up signing Wagner. And I don't know that he fits the Cowboys' long-term plans. So I will say that what is next for the Cowboys are, as is usually the case in Dallas, the in-house free agents. So that includes Randy Gregory. Now, Patrick Walker, who is definitely one of the best in the business when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, has been reporting, and he reported it since early this morning, that the Broncos are involved in the Randy Gregory sweepstakes. And the question for you guys is from 1 to 10, how confident are you that the Cowboys get Randy Gregory's deal done? Because it does not sound like it is a guarantee. And multiple teams will likely be interested in, in Gregory. The Cowboys want to get this done. But if the Broncos are interested and one more team is interested and they drive that price up, you never know what the Cowboys front office will end up deciding. Now, someone mentioned what we have been mentioning for a long time this offseason. There's an extra element to the conversation. There's the support that the Cowboys have put forth Randy Gregory's way with all of the off-the-field battles that he has have been dealing with throughout his entire career. And that might count for Randy Gregory. And he might be willing to provide a hometown discount for the Cowboys. That's always difficult to count on, though, because once those offers start coming through your door, I would imagine it's difficult to ignore them. So this will likely end up depending on how interested and how high the Broncos are willing to go. Because this is just me speculating and this is just my opinion without any sort of inside information. That, of course, is more than clear. But in my opinion, it is more likely that the Broncos go higher in the offers than the Cowboys. So if they do so, how much of a discount would Gregory be able to? to provide to the Dallas Cowboys because maybe he's willing to do so, but maybe it, it gets to a point in which he says, you know what? I was willing to give you a hometown discount, but this is too much money for me and I'm not going to let it go, to let it slip. So it feels like the Cowboys are more concerned about, of course, getting Gregory's deal done. Now, let's see some of your answers. Some of your answers for the question from 1 to 10, how confident are you on the Cowboys getting Randy's deal done? Primetime Phil says that it's a 6. 
Bruce says they like their guys, so it's a seven. Kenneth Fraser with a five. Steven White with a five. Uh, Peter Rizzo with a five. Zero from Wilson. Bailey Garden with a four. I'm kind of, I think that I'm higher than most on, on this one. I will say that an eight. You know how I said that I was a pessimist with the Bobby Wagner conversation? I'm an optimist on this one. So I will say an eight. And I keep checking, by the way. I keep checking on Twitter because right now things are happening and you never know when that deal can, can drop. Uh, Stephen White says, I was a seven. Uh, Wendell, confident with an eight. Stephen Arthur also agrees and goes with an eight. That will be my final answer as well. I think that the Cowboys are opening up the cap space. I think that their recent moves have to do with re-signing Gregory and re-signing uh, Jaron Kears as well. And of course, I also expect the Cowboys to be working on their long-term plan, which we have discussed throughout the latest shows here on primetime. I wonder what the numbers will be, though. I know that people have been projecting him to be sort of in the 12 to 13 million dollar range. But if the Broncos are super interested and are willing to drive that price up, then I wonder if it can get closer to 15 million dollars per year. Now, once again, from Patrick Walker, who has been reporting this story for a long time. This is a quote from him from four hours ago, his latest update. He said, there's movement on Cowboys' side regarding Randy Gregory. They have, a, they have work to do to close at least somewhat a quote-unquote noticeable gap between theirs and other offers with legal tampering open, I'm told. And this is from Patrick Walker. And he says two things are true. Both sides want to do a deal, but also the Broncos and others are making a push. So the noticeable gap is what kind of gets your attention on that. But I'm confident. I will say that an eight, and I will say that if I had to bet, I would bet on the Cowboys uh, getting this deal done and Gregory staying aboard with Tank. Let's see. What is up, uh, Tommy915? Thank you for being here. Uh, Calvin Jefferson says, Mo, does, does this mean Gregory is tagged or gone? Says Calvin Jefferson. No, Gregory cannot be tagged. Dalton Schultz was tagged. Uh, that window is closed too. So even if they had not uh, franchise tagged Dalton Schultz, that would have been an option right now. The Cowboys need to get him signed to a, to a deal. And it's likely to be a multi-year deal. So I wouldn't be expecting a one-year contract for Gregory. But the Cowboys do need to sign Randy in the upcoming few hours, I would say. Like in the next 24, 48 hours, we're likely to know what the future holds for, for Gregory. Sounds like things are hitting up though. So maybe Tuesday, maybe Tuesday is a day in which we know what will happen with Gregory. But I, like I cannot... I cannot say that that the Cowboys are not making the the recent moves to get that done. I don't think I think it's got more to do with re-signing Gregory than it has to do with getting Bobby Wagner in Dallas. I would have to say that. Uh, Fernando says I do prefer Gregory by far, and it's kind of smart, I believe, because I think that a pass rusher is more valuable than an inside linebacker. Now Wagner is Wagner. 
And of course, he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. But I 100% understand why someone would say, I would much rather have Gregory. It's going to be a contract for years to come, says Kenneth over at Facebook. Kind of agree with that. Uh, I think it will be a long-term deal for, for Gregory. And it might be the smart thing to do. Uh, Wendell says Broncos may want Gregory, but they know he has injury and mental concerns. He is age 29 and he never played an entire season. I doubt that the Broncos will go past $13 million per year. That is uh, Wendell over there at the YouTube chat. All right. So in the next 24, 48 hours, what is next for the Cowboys is resigning their own guys. The one big free agent other than one of their guys seems to be Bobby Wagner only. Only Bobby Wagner seems to be the one that it's in a conversation. And you guys know my take on it. Kind of. Uh, I, hey, I will eat my crow gladly if the Cowboys end up signing Wagner. But to me, the most likely outcome to this whole conversation is the Cowboys being named one of the finalists and then them not going past a certain number. Again, this is not based on any sort of inside information. This is just knowing what the Cowboys have done in recent years and the way that they have handled things, right? And I'm confident that the Cowboys bring back Gregory. I'm not losing faith on that. But now, a player that they did not bring back is Cedric Wilson. We knew this was coming. Uh, Calvin Watkins reported it a while ago that the Cowboys believed that they were priced out of the Cedric Wilson market. So that was not ideal, but we kind of saw it coming. And now it's official. Uh, Wilson is going to be signing a three-year deal for an annual average value per year of $7.6 million. He's going to be signing with the Miami Dolphins Three-year contract, over $22 million, reported first. I believe it was by Adam Schefter. If he was not first, I'm sorry, but I that's the one that I, that I saw first. And now the Cowboys know for sure that they definitely need to get a number three wide receiver. The question for you guys is, will the Cowboys find that receiver via the NFL draft or via free agency? And I kind of have an idea of what will be the majority answer here. And while you give the answers, also make sure that you hit the like button if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Remind, uh, remember, that allows us to be put in front of more Cowboys fans to grow the community. ADC Sports Dallas writer is in the room. Chen Carter says, good for Wilson. I'm glad that he got his money. 7.6 million per year was way more than the team was going to pay. I agree with that. It feels like the Cowboys were going to go maybe at $6 million per year, and maybe any, anything higher than seven was dangerous territory for the Cowboys. But that was the range that was expected for, for Wilson, something near six to seven. And when you are the Miami Dolphins, you kind of can, you kind of can play and have some wiggle room to get these kind of free agents because the Dolphins had the fourth highest salary cap this morning in the NFL. I don't know if that is still the case after the Cedric Wilson deal, but according to over the cap this morning, they were the fourth team with the most salary cap space in 2022. And I kind of like the fit there with, you know, Mike McDaniel 
I'm excited for Mike McDaniel. I want to see how he uses his weapons. So good for Cedric Wilson. I'm happy for him. But now the Cowboys need to fill the, the vacancy. Tisila says that the Cowboys are going to find their guy via the draft. Gregory, though, goes with free agency. Uh, Stephen Arthur says, I think they're going to find it in the drive. Free agency, they probably want too much money in the draft. Uh, Stephen meant. I also think that it's going to be through the draft. Uh, Robert Chuk agrees. Let's see. Free agency for Kenneth Fraser. Bruce says they will pick up a third in the sixth or seventh round. Oh, interesting. Uh, Mo Dallas may need a wide receiver too when the season starts too. This is Barner account. And I think in relation to the Cowboys not being sure about when Michael Gallup will be ready to go. Now, the other answer is the one the primetime field is offering. And he says it could also be in the roster. In between parentheses, Simi Fihoko. Hard to see someone else other than free agency. I will go with the draft and I will share some optimism with this conversation as well. I think in free agency, it will be hard to find someone that you can feel confident on being a number three wide receiver. Uh, Stevie Mac says free agency has been pretty quiet the last few hours. Very fishy, says Stevie Mac. And you know, you have those big moments and, and low moments in, in, the, in the free agency period. But I think that the Cowboys have maybe enough confidence in guys like Malik Turner and Simi Fihoko to maybe not invest at wide receiver in free agency. That would be something that surprises me otherwise. But I kind of lean towards the Cowboys doing getting it done in the draft. And here's why I mentioned optimism a few moments ago. We've been talking about getting a slot wide receiver because Gallup has not been that for the Cowboys so far. And if you take a look at his numbers, and I thought this from Next Gen Stats was pretty interesting. Gallup played at the second highest isolated rate in 2020, uh, since 2020 for the Cowboys. So Gallup doesn't really play in the slot. 7.24% of his snaps, he lined up in the slot in 2021. CD Lamp, had a higher number, but still not high enough, 34%. So I think that the fact that you can line up Lamp inside or outside kind of provides the Cowboys with enough versatility that in the draft, you can get a guy that you trust only as a slot receiver, but you can also get a guy that you, can, you only trust as an outside kind of receiver because the Cowboys have enough flexibility in CD Lamp. And this doesn't mean, like, if City Lamb plays more time in the slot, that doesn't mean that he's not your number one wide receiver. We have seen this in other teams in the NFL. Being in the slot doesn't mean that you cannot be number one. And I think Dallas' versatility in that aspect really provides the Cowboys with a lot of flexibility when the time comes in the NFL draft that they can get a guy to play inside in the second round or the third round, but it can also be comfortable enough if they like Traylon Burks as the best player available when they're on the clock with the 24th pick and get their guy right away. I think that when all the dominoes have fallen, though, uh, I think that it will be CeeDee Lamb that makes us feel better about the Cowboys 
Amari Cooper trade. He is the guy to make, to make us feel good about it two years from now or three years from now. I don't think it's Michael Gallup, to be honest. I, I, don't, I like Michael Gallup a lot, and I'm super glad that he got the back. But if there's one receiver that is going to make us feel better about the whole uh, Amari Cooper trade situation, it's going to be CeeDee Lamb, in my opinion, rising up as a number one wide receiver. Skywalker still is in the house. Shout out to Skywalker uh, saying Sky Moore. And I know that, hey, I know that Cowboys Nation is, is falling in love with Sky Moore. Would fill that slot role with some outside ability. I agree with Sky. That's definitely true. Skywalker, uh, Skywalker, excuse me, Sky Moore is starting to sound like a surefire second rounder. It's starting to sound like he's not making it past the second round. So if the Cowboys want Sky, doesn't it sound like they need to get it done in the second? Might be wrong about this, and with the draft, you never know. But that's sort of the impression that I get from the Sky Moore hype right now in the draft world. Now, Skywalker still also had another comment that I wanted to get to. He says, if we use the new cap savings to go get a primetime free agent, I'm throwing a party. Are you all down? Hey, I'm down for that, Sky. I will travel just to get to that party if it ends up happening. So sign me up for that. Sky, now that you're here, man, I'm going to, you know, commit you here on air while I am live. We need to do another one of those crossover series that we've been doing. Uh, we've done two of those maybe, but, but we need to do that again. Hit the like button if you agree, if you're watching on YouTube and or on Facebook and also share the stream. But hit the like button if you want us to do one of those uh, crossover shows. Let's see. Sky wants to apologize to Stephen tonight or tomorrow morning to Stephen White. Uh, Triple D says, yes, he's up for it. Anyways, just based on upside, says Shane Carter. I'll take Jameson Williams from Bama at 56. But I don't know if he'll be able to help in year one, says Shane Carter. Here's the thing. It seems like the Cowboys have a lot of options at wide receiver. There's Chris Olave if he ends up falling. There's Jameson, as Chain mentioned. There's even John Mechie, for example, in the third round. George Pickens from Georgia. David Bell. The Cowboys are going to have options at wide receiver. And what I like is the fact that they can get a slot kind of receiver or they can get an outside kind of receiver. And it will work because CD Lamb can do both. You likely want to get someone that can also play outside because you don't want to marry CD Lamb on the inside. You, you want him to be, uh, you know, wherever it is a more favorable matchup. But I kind of think that sometimes we overlook or we look past the fact that Lamb can play inside and he can be lethal when doing so. But anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. As always, reminding you to check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. A lot of interesting articles up there. And I talked to Chris Nagar's agent this morning. And I'm looking forward to put together that article to provide some insight in onto who is the only kicker right now on the Cowboys roster. So that was fun. Uh, looking forward to sharing it with you. And for sure, we will mention it too 
here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime when the time comes. So thank you guys for the support. Uh, thank you to Jane and Sky who were repping ADC Sports Dallas uh, in the chat tonight. Uh, Tommy, Steven, Martin, Guillermo, thank you for being here. And I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. So I will see you tomorrow, guys. Have a great Monday. Whew. The week is junk. I will see you tomorrow, guys.